Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Human Ordinary Podcast, non-fiction stories exploring what it means to be human. This is episode zero. It's episode zero because I actually had never planned to make this a story and it just kind of happened. I heard about this protest three days before it went down, decided to go along with my microphone and I got some interviews and made this story. I'm taking some advice that the way to get better at doing these podcasts is just to do them. So I'm just creating stories. I'm just putting it out there, seeing what feedback I get, seeing what I think of them. This is not going to be a work of art, but it's something. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. On a cold and rainy Saturday, a few hundred people ventured down to Coburg which is in the city of Moreland in Melbourne's north. It's a multicultural area famed for its Lebanese restaurants and easy living, and so it proved a fitting battleground for what was to follow. The Moreland Council was supporting a rally against racism. It was supposed to be a family day, with music performances, speakers, and a community vibe that was designed to begin a local movement to oppose racism in all its forms. But other groups of people had other ideas. On the right-wing side were those who referred to themselves as patriots. They were made up of a bunch of concerned citizens and a couple of groups, the United Patriots Front and the True Blue Crew. On the left-wing side were a bunch of other concerned citizens and a group called Antifa. This is short for anti-fascism. For ease, I'll just call them the right-wing and the left-wing. But whatever their makeup or what we choose to call them, it was clear that these groups were not here to calmly discuss their differences. I marched up Sydney Road with a left-wing group as they headed to where the right-wing group had congregated, which was in a little park just around the corner from the original rally. They were making their hostility to Australian patriotism known as we walked. Many of the left-wing group had their faces covered with masks or bandanas, but most were just like me. I asked one of them what made them come down today. Uh, I'm a Coburg resident, I'm, um, I'm a union organiser, and I want to, you know, not have, not allow racists to come to this suburb or any, any part of Melbourne or the world, really. And when you say racist, sort of, how would you define, like, what a racist is? Well, in this case, a racist is someone who is anti-immigration, is someone who, boy, who uses arguments about Islam to demonise migrants 
demonise people from other parts of the world, people who have different beliefs. And, yeah, it's someone who tries to, um, you know, target, those pe target people on that basis. What was your sort of idea about your participation today? Are you just sort of observing and being a body here or getting involved? Uh, I just wanted to show support to, um, you know, to the people of, to, you know, all the other residents of Coburg. I wanted to show support to um, immigrant communities. Um, and so I thought it's important to come out here. Before we could finish our chat, the opposing groups came together and it didn't take long for things to get physical. From where I was, all I could see was a mass of black-clothed men, some swinging plastic flagpoles attached to Australian flags, hitting other people. Within moments, police and riot gear were in the midst, hitting the crowd with capsicum spray. The violence settled down, but the anger didn't. I visited the right-wing side to see how things were down there. A tall man standing with a group of friends engaged me in conversation and I asked him if he wanted to chat with me. He said he would, but as long as I didn't reveal his identity, as his career might be threatened. Well, why don't you tell me why you decided to come down today? I don't like the current political trends that we're seeing in Australia. I'm not happy with, um, in large, uh, mass immigration. This is fundamentally um, what we hear about. We talk, some people talk about Islam, some people talk about um, refugee centres, some people talk about um, difficulty for housing. Fundamentally it all comes down to mass immigration and multiculturalism uh, and there's, a, there's an absolute plethora of um, issues that are stemming out of this. If you're, you're in traffic for an hour a day on your way to work, that's because of mass immigration and overpopulation. If you're unable to get your children houses despite the fact that women are one of the most livable countries in the world, that is because of mass immigration and buying up from a foreign elite. The, all these issues, massive debt from welfare, this is all stems from this one fundamental issue. This, this counter-rally seemed to be about um, stopping the far left, I think was what the Facebook page said. So do you, do you see that the issues sort of stem from that as well? Um, I think this is fundamentally just about showing um, the political push. For years and years, there's, whenever there's been a rally, and I've, I've been to a fair few myself, not a, not a lot, but a fair few, um, and they always get counter-rallied every single time. And this is just about demonstrating that, yes, we have political presence, and yes, we have political frustrations, and about showing that you don't just get a counter-rally us, um, we'll do the same to you. Also, sort of online and some other people and some things that we've seen today, sort of, there doesn't seem to be a lot of aggression and maybe even violence. Do you think sort of that's uh, that's needed or is it necessary or, or what, what's your response to that? Um, it's a difficult one. Uh, I, first off, I want to say that I think there's aggression from both sides of um, the political spectrum. I, I myself um, was actually amidst the um, the anti-far, the, the communists and all the rest down uh, down on Sydney Road. Um, 
didn't make any aggressive statements. I was just there to observe and picked up a couple of leaflets, what they were doing, just trying to suss them out. Um, and they are enormously aggressive. They've got these face masks where you can see nothing but a slit uh, across their eyes and they're covered head to toe. Um, yes, there is aggression here, um, but I think that people are very, very uh, angry and I think the political system is failing them. And so I think it's, it's a matter that they feel trapped and they have no other option, which is really unfortunate. I'd rather not see any of that. I'm, I myself am not interested in um, being a part of that here today. I'm, I'm much more interested in personally just having a conversation and discussion with people. I'm much rather take this on an intellectual front, um, which amusingly the uh, the opposition seems to really hate. Whenever I've been at previous rallies, and you just take someone off to the side and you're like, all right, so you you don't like what we're trying to say? Yeah, let's have a talk about that. And just being able to shut them down. No, no need for yelling. No need for crying out for swinging fists or anything that kind of. They hate it. They they hate the fact that there can be a smart person on the other side of this because they definitely try to picture. Um, those of us unhappy with the, you know, mass immigration as being uneducated or anything like that, and I, I take deep insult um, against that. Um, there, a large group of my friends, we're all, we're all young Australians, um, absolutely dedicated to trying to maintain um, Australia's way of life and, um, you know, the, how great our society has been. And like, yeah, but you're just a dumb racist, mate. And I'm like, oh, God, mate, let's discuss this. And five minutes later, they're just they're stuck in an intellectual loop and I've just pinned them down and you're like, okay, cool, cool, all right. So now that you've had to admit I'm right, what happens now? Do you join my side? I know, they walk away. Um, and I'd love to do that if I could go individually over there, one by one, talk to those people, a couple of my mates here. Um, slow. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Intellectually, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but of course that's not going to happen because they just downplay you. They, they swing the racist word like a weapon. That's all they've got. Um, some more but I honestly felt a little bit intimidated and a bit afraid to approach anyone I thought that they could smell that I was left wing and that they wouldn't like it but a man turned around and gave me a big grin and said all in a day's work mate his eyes were red and wet and he had a split lip right down the center I only imagined that he'd been capsicum sprayed and hit I started chatting with him but he didn't want to be recorded he said that he knew I would ask him questions that he wouldn't be able to answer properly because he was so worked up. I think he was worried about being ridiculed. But we chatted for a while anyway, and I found him friendly and honest. He said that the left-wing group had been the ones that had broken the police lines, and that he and his friends were entitled to defend themselves. It was human nature to stand up for yourself, he said. This is an argument that I had heard before from the right wing, but from my vantage point, the faults seemed to be pretty bloody even. But this guy went on to say that he believed that anyone should be allowed to live in Australia, just not those that were intent on bringing their ways with them and who failed to integrate. He feared for a future where his family wouldn't be able to grow up in the way that he grew up. He worried that he was losing the country and the culture that he loved to an ideology that was creeping in merely because the extremists held more sway. He told me he thought the problem lay only with a minority, that most Muslims were peaceful people. But he said that most Germans were peaceful people too. But look what happened in the war. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Things heated up again, and as I ran back to the fray with the other right-wingers, I could hear some of them shout, Kill the scum. Kill the reds. Smash them dead. It was no doubt bravado, but it was concerning to hear nonetheless. Police intervened again with capsicum spray and everyone dispersed. It was actually in the front yard of a primary school. I watched a man surrounded by riot police go through agony as he dealt with the effects of the spray. He had big long ropes of spit and snot hanging from his face, but he didn't seem to mind. Another man appeared temporarily blinded. I saw him flinch as a friend approached him with water. The police closed and held the line and I found myself on the left wing side, unable to get across. The cops weren't letting anyone through. I wanted to talk more with people on the right wing side to find out about their motivations and beliefs, but I was stuck. I decided to talk to more people on the left wing side and I chatted with a blogger named B Smash to find out why he came down to the protest. Uh, just to have a look, I was, I was actually hoping I'd be able to join the, the main uh, rally here, but uh, it seems they've been kept away by both the EPF and Antifa. So, what, so what's, the, what's the main rally, you mean? Uh, the uh, rally against racism, uh, closing the detention centres in Nauru, uh, the proper treaty for the Aboriginal folk, um, the main rally that was supposed to be here today. I was, I was hoping to see that. But So that's you're talking more about the one that seemed to be congregating around yeah. the library, the more family-orientated yes. one? Yeah, I was hoping... We'd see that in juxtaposition with this, but it seems that's been kept away by these people. So, and so, where where do your sort of beliefs lie? Like, um, you know, why why do you support what you support? I support freedom of speech. I think the UPF and True Blue Crew and True Blue Crew and all those guys they have as much right as anyone else to be out in the streets yelling whatever they want to yell. Um, I disagree with them, and you know that's why I do what I do because I disagree with them whenever they say something that. I think needs to be corrected or I think I, I can argue against, that's when I do. Um, it's not anything that I think they shouldn't be able to do it, I just think they're wrong in doing it. And, and when you say you do what you do, what is what is that? Um, basically I oppose them uh, online or uh, by making videos or, or posts about them trying to create awareness about what they actually are rather than just these people that are you know, seemingly against a uh, religion, which you know seems fine in, in the media's eyes and, and the greater public's, but uh, what they are is against anyone that isn't them, rather than just Islam. So that's why I oppose them, because, oh, and bring, that's why I bring to light what they do, so people get a proper understanding of who they are, rather than just the sentence they get in a Herald Sun every four weeks. The UPF are a fascist organisation, but that is not where the problem with fascism in Australia lies. They can be as fascist as they want out here on the streets, it's the people or the politicians in Canberra that pay attention to them and pay heed to their words. That's the problem with fascism. And so we need to make sure that everybody knows that they're just idiots. Mm. So that's interesting. Like, I mean, when I was down there, and you might have heard it as well, like some of the things that they were saying were that, yeah. were that government backs the left, yeah. like that it's a leftist government, but you're sort of saying, well, the government actually gives credence to, to what they're saying. So I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's one or the other. I'm saying it's both. It's, it's the loudest voices getting the most attention. 
And right now the loudest voices are the UPF and are Antifa, especially here today, because they kick up a big stink and they, they blame everyone for everything. Um, so it's, it's not just that I'm not saying the government is a fascist government, I'm saying they pay attention to the fascists because they don't... Oh, I'm not even saying that, what am I saying? I'm saying fascist ideals get into law because they don't know where they come from. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, nice one. I mean, cheers. Soon after my chat with B-Smash, people started moving, some running, to a nearby street. The police resolved matters quickly, as we were too late to actually see anything. But we were told that another fight occurred within the grounds of the old Pentridge Prison, which is now an upmarket housing estate. And when police doing their job, keeping the groups apart, chance began. I couldn't help but be amused by what I saw to be a bit of a contradiction in that last chant. If Coburg was for everyone, then why not Nazis? But the real problem that I had with that chant and others like it is that they were calling these other people Nazis. I didn't really think that they were Nazis. I just thought they were, they were people who had concerns. Maybe concerns that I or other left-wing people wouldn't agree with, but concerns nonetheless. It's not as if they were advocating for genocide. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a tendency to sort of um, homogenise and villainise the other side and make them all into sort of faces stormtroopers and, you know, to make it feel like the, you know, um, sort of what they're doing, what they're doing is making a difference, you know, the self-congratulatory cheering thing whenever, whenever they run away. I met these two women in the car park at the Coburg Oval where the left-wing group had congregated once more to fling their final insults at the departing right-wingers. I asked them why they had come. Um, because racism is not okay, basically, and I'm against it, and this is also my area, and I'm not happy with them coming to my area and yelling abuse at people that I care about, basically. <laughs> Pretty much the same reason. I knew that Eva was coming, and I want, like, I didn't want her to come alone as well. I wanted to be, I wanted to be here with her. Sure. Um, when you say you're against racism, how, how do you actually sort of define racism or what sort of racism have you seen? That's a really complex question. Yeah, no, there's yeah. so many different kinds because it's not only sort of interpersonal racism but there's institutional racism as well and like all these different layers of it. But I think that what, what everybody's here today for is really sort of about, sort of a, about their community in particular and like you know trying to trying to show a sense of solidarity in the face of hatred I think Did you say that's, right? that's why I'm here for yeah. sure like it's it's partly about just making sure that they're not allowed to just run amok if they want to and but also just because it's it's standing up and saying this is something that we're against in general in society the women said they were desperate for coffee and had to go but as they were leaving, they told me the biggest thing that bothered them about the whole day was how much it had put out the local residents and businesses. They said they felt conflicted between having a sense of pride that they stopped Coburg from being overrun by aggressive racists and feeling shame that they had helped cause a shutdown of the suburb. They wondered whether the residents and businesses were going to thank them or hate them. Melbourne. Oh, Fuck off. Oh,
honest opinion, I don't really think that much was achieved today. The purpose of the day, which was the original Family Day rally, had been overshadowed by a group of right-wingers crushing the original protest and then a group of left-wingers crushing the right-wing protest. It's this tit-for-tat nonsense that seems to pervade our political participation in this country. He said this, then she did that, then she did this, so he did that. Everyone calling each other a hypocrite. Everyone misinterpreting the other's arguments. Everyone I spoke to seemed to be a reasonable human being ready to talk about what they believed in. If theirs were the loudest voices, then I have no doubt that there wouldn't have been any trouble. The problem is an unrepresented minority on both sides who either willfully choose or stupidly determine to view their opponent's beliefs as something they are not. It's much easier to call someone a racist or a Marxist than it is to listen to their beliefs and concerns. Much easier to come out on a rainy Saturday looking for a street fight than to expose yourself to challenging ideas with a view of empathising with somebody else. Later, as my friend and I were heading to his car, a group of men yelled out to us, asking if we were right wing. They were striding towards us, chest puffed up, fists clenched. We told them we weren't, and the ringleader apologised and shook our hands. We got the impression that we would have been beaten up if we were right wing. And this is what has me real disillusioned with the left wing. My side of politics, if I'm forced to pick a side, I had always associated with acceptance and intelligence. But these guys and others today were just looking to fight someone they disagreed with and saw as a threat. That's just stupid intolerance. And look, at the end of the day, I don't know if I agree with anything that I heard people say on the right side. I don't think immigration is to blame for traffic jams or for housing prices going up. And I don't really think that extremist Muslims pose a massive risk to our culture and to our way of life. But yet I'm not going to punch them in the face because I don't agree with that. And if this is the way that we choose to thrash out our differences in 2016, with conflict on public streets, with our fists instead of our brains, then I worry that we'll never get the society that we're after. I want to give my thanks to everyone who spoke to me down at the protest and didn't mind me hanging around with a microphone in my hand. And also to the police, who in addition to doing a fantastic job, also elected not to capsicum spray me. Thanks for that. The Human Ordinary Podcast is produced by me, Sam Lloyd. The theme music is by The Contortionist Handbook and other original music by Ken Sutherland. You can find me on Twitter at human underscore ordinary one or on the website humanordinary.com. If you did like the episode, it'd be really great if you could leave me a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.